This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Should you stop using Google and use something like ChatGPT instead? Well, I personally think you should, and our guest has some great takes on that today as well. So my name is Jordan Wilson. I am the host of Everyday AI. This is a live daily show on LinkedIn. So we're streaming on social media, uh, podcasts, Spotify, Apple, all that, and a free daily newsletter to help everyday people like you and me learn and actually leverage AI because there's so much going on, but it doesn't mean a lot if you can't actually use it. Uh, so before we talk about that and talk about, you know, can you actually replace Google to grow your business? Um, let's run through kind of the top news stories of the day. And as a reminder, if you do have a question and you're joining us live, please make sure to drop a comment uh, for uh, me or the guest uh, later. So let's quickly go over what's going on in the world of AI. So a new BBC article today is talking about how students are now just switching to AI to learn new languages. So not using those traditional routes of tutors or even apps anymore. So we're at a, a weird stage where even now apps, uh, you know, iOS apps or Android apps are kind of old school now. So, uh, but there's some drawbacks. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter and read that to, to uh, if you're interested in that one. Um, another big story uh, today is talking about um, the people who are being trained to, uh, uh, sorry, the people who are training AI are actually outsourcing their work to AI. So that's a, a very interesting one. And you're creating these kind of feedback loops or a lack of a feedback loop where um, people are using AI for reasons where you should actually be having a human. So that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting problem, I guess, that um, is, is, I guess we're all going to reap the downsides of it on the back end. Uh, so our third third news story for the day is uh, a new study from the University of North Carolina showing that women's jobs could be hit harder when it comes to AI job loss or job displacement. So it's actually saying that nearly 80% of women's jobs could be disrupted or automated by AI. So uh, again, more more from that in the newsletter that goes out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty in depth study just looking at how uh, a lot of the uh, roles that women are playing in the workplace are are more likely to be disrupted uh, by AI. So. That is the news for today, but I'm going to go ahead and tease something for the end of the show. We are going to be announcing uh, our next giveaway. Uh, so if you want to enter that, again, go to youreverydayai.com. Um, and uh, so announcing our next giveaway and the winner uh, of our first one. So with that, let's start to talk about can Google replace, be replaced with ChatGPT? Um, so joining us today, we have... A special guest. If if you're on LinkedIn, you've definitely uh, seen our guest today, Dr. Brian Segre. He is the uh, founder of Dr. Brian Segre Coaching LLC. Uh, thank you for joining us. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, tell us a little bit about your new coaching business. You know, people who do follow you online, you are sharing about the journey. But for those maybe that haven't, talk a little bit about what your new coaching business is and and what you're trying to do. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, so when I retired from my first career as a surgeon, um, I took some time off 
help run the family business, sell the family business, and then kind of fell into this uh, role as the founder of, of, of a performance coaching business. And basically what I do or what I help people do is, you know, I really think anyone can benefit from a coach in their life. I certainly have, right? Um, so I'm kind of a product of my product. And what we do is help people overcome fear, limiting beliefs, you know, get unstuck, whether it's, you know, weight loss, um, trying to deepen relationships, make more money, uh, be healthier, whatever that may be. Um, I've kind of been through it before and I've seen it all. And um, I help them sort of rewire their brain, this sort of concept of neuroplasticity. Um, and it's been so much fun and I'm just here to help people. So it's been great. That's amazing. So first of all, how long ago did you kind of officially get get the new business off the ground? Yeah, so it's funny. So I feel like I've been coaching people for years, but just haven't been charging them. But I officially, I officially launched the business. I think this Tuesday, this past Tuesday was eight weeks. So it's only been two months so far. Wow! Wow! Well, congrats on that. Um, and talk talk a little bit about kind of the journey of going. Uh, you know, from obviously you said that you're uh, had a kind of a background, you know, helping, um, with the family business and helping through that transition. But, you know, uh, what's it like to start a business in the day and age of AI and chat GPT? What was that like to go through that process? Yeah, I think honestly, um, launching a business today as like an entrepreneur, um, and doing it, you know, the non-traditional, you know, virtual way without brick and mortar sort of, you know, there's no capital that you really have to invest. Um, and there's so many free tools out there online now with AI, with image generation, with, you know, um, there's so many different things that you can do without having to put in or invest in any money. And so I think um, it was an incredible journey because I was able to launch this business essentially without really any investment other than my time and my effort. Um, and so it really makes it um, pretty, I, I don't want to say simple, but it makes it where it's much more doable than it would have been you know, 10 or 15 years ago where you had to create this pipeline and have a physical building and, and do all, you know, get a lot of advisors. And nowadays you can turn to a lot of different tools and do stuff on your own um, and just go all in. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of remember starting, uh, starting my business about five years ago and I found myself Googling a lot or you, you know, going on YouTube a lot, you know, trying to find out some of the basics. Um, how much time did you spend in, you know, chat GPT as an example or other, you know, AI search programs when you were starting out? I would say I spent like a fair amount of time in chat GPT. Um, I really quickly realized, and this isn't a plug at all, but I really qu quickly realized that the paid version is substantially better than the free version and it's not expensive. So I, I quickly upgraded. Um, and what I did was. ChatGPT is so fast at returning information, um, but it's really succinct and it's really concise and it'll even give you references and links and all this stuff. So what I found out really quick was, you know, I'd have multiple monitors up and have a kind of a split screen setup. And I was literally using Google to search for stuff. And then I was using ChatGPT sometimes to search for the same search query just to see how it would compare. Um, and I quickly learned that it was just returning information that was sort of more polished and already uh usable in the sense that it really gave me what i needed quicker um and in a format that was just much more user friendly so i wasn't taking information and like edit copying it from chat mm -hmm. gpt but i was using it sort of as like uh, not even a virtual assistant but just as like an extension of me that was making tasks much quicker 
um, yeah, it, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's that's a great point because the more that you use ChatGPT and the more you kind of train it up with what's good and what's not in terms of output, it does kind of become or it can become an extension of yourself. So what um, talk about like what role that played even for you as someone obviously with a background, kind of like what you said, hey, I've always been kind of coaching people, but now it's an official business. What did that mean for you to have almost like an extension of yourself or an executive assistant kind of, so to speak, you know, in those early days of your business? Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, even to the point where, you know, as you mentioned, you can have a dialogue with chat GPT. So if you put in a, if you put in a search term or a, ask it a question, and it returns something that you don't like or whatever, you can then redirect it and have a conversation with it. You can ask it to do something in a different tone or whatever. And so what I found was, you know, creating what we call like models. So there's different types of coaching models, like, um, you know, the framework or the structure that we'll use for a particular client, whatever they're, you know, we're working with them may be. And so I could ask it to help me create a model for someone who is looking for time management techniques or how to overcome procrastination or whatever. And it would literally pull together like a proprietary model. And then I could tell it, no, that's not really my coaching style, or I have this type of a background versus that. And it would literally tailor this model specifically for me that then is like a proprietary method that I could implement in my business. So it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. And I think you already gave one huge key to making this work. Like if you want to use chat GPT in lieu of Google or in addition, I think the most important thing is you have to get the paid version, right? Because otherwise, otherwise you're working with information that is before 2021. Um, but so aside from that, um, if someone else is interested in saying, okay, yeah, I, I spend way too much time Googling things and going down rabbit holes, aside from using the paid version of, of ChatGPT, what's what's maybe another uh, tip or two that you can offer people in your experience to get the most if, if you are trying to use uh, this instead of Google? Yeah, I think the most important thing for me is, you know, I, at the very beginning, obviously had a little bit of skepticism wondering, okay, because as you know, right now we call it AI, but there actually is a human behind it sort of coding a lot of this. And so it's not true 100% automation. So what I told myself early on was I need to have some way to check what it's returning or to quote, make sure that it's accurate information. So um, what I did at first was I used them, like I said, side by side, and I made sure, and I turned out pretty quick, especially with the paid version, that what it was returning was accurate. And so that that's a big tip for me is that if you're worried at the beginning that maybe it's not returning information that's completely accurate or useful to check it, but I learned pretty quick that what it was you know, returning was useful. So I think for me, um, I had a separate system to check, which was which was helpful. Yeah, yeah. That's so important. Um, and to to follow up on that, yeah, like... There are actual humans training chat GPT, right? So I think that is important. It's not just a bunch of, you know, robots and scrapers. You know, I think when people hear, oh, AI, they just think that there's no humans involved, but there are humans involved to, uh, in, in training and in building this. Um, what was your kind of um, one moment that you kind of stumbled upon in using chat GPT almost as your home base versus Google? Was there a one moment that you said, oh, okay, doing it this way is going to save me countless hours yes it's funny so there was and it actually wasn't even uh professional or business related so i think i was in 
La Jolla. I don't remember where I was. I was somewhere in California visiting a friend and I used to, I'd pull out my phone, you know, and I'd go to Google and ask it like, what are the top restaurants like in this area? You know, and it would search like based on a geo tag of where you were. Um, but instead of doing that, um, I pulled up the chat GPT app, which they had the full app version now, not just like where you have to pin the homepage. And I went into the app and asked it the same thing. And it was incredible. Like it pulled together a list of like all the top restaurants where I was, like their addresses, phone numbers, everything. And it and it did it so much faster and cleaner than even Google with like, you know, putting the map and all this stuff. And it was so quick. And it was funny how I was like, all right, let's go to this one. And so for me, it was like a revelation on even just simple day to day stuff like that. It was so much quicker, so much more accurate and, and just streamlined that I said, OK, then I, I'm, I'm switched. I'm hooked, you know. Yeah. You know, I think even for me, one of the biggest things about, you know, researching um, is productivity. And I think that in general, like when you're using Google to research something, these websites make money, right? So they make money by retargeting you. They make money by showing you ads, so many ads and pop-ups and related stories. And sometimes you can just get distracted. Um, is this something that you found that, you know, by using ChatGPT instead, you're just more, more focused, more efficient and less distracted? Yeah, no, I do think that it definitely helps with, you know, the term people throw around a lot nowadays, decision fatigue, I think, because, you know, I'll have a, maybe like you know, the LinkedIn window, and then I'll have up chat GPT or I'll have up chat GPT and like, you know, a word processing document. And exactly like you said, instead of getting all these notifications or multiple pages of responses or, you know, the ads following you on the sidebar, you don't really get any of that. And so it's sort of, it's almost like having open a journal where there's no distractions. Um, and I turn off notifications and stuff. And so it makes it much easier for me to not have a bunch of other information coming in that I'm having to process, which nowadays that's a big, you know, um, something that leads to burnout, I think, and that really frustrates people is we're constantly bombarded with information. And I think people don't realize how distracted they get, like literally every minute you're getting pulled in a different direction. So it's let me really focus because it's just a clean page. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for those people, um, and maybe let's say that they're an, uh, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, or trying to build a business. Um, and maybe they're, for whatever reason, they're, they're hesitant to jump into ChatGPT. What would you tell those people, you know, even just given, given your own experience, you know, what would be your, your takeaway message for them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's lots of really good free, obviously, YouTube videos you can watch where people will sort of show these side-by-side -side comparisons. And I would just encourage them to go get the free version because just and just see what it can do you know just what i did at first with the free version was literally i i would have this technique where i would you know have a list of what i thought the most important things were for my day and so for like about a week i would get up in the morning and instead of going to google or doing research my normal way i just used chat gpt to see if i if it could replace like what i normally would do otherwise and sort of did like a test run and i found out pretty quick that it was probably going to be my um, go-to. And so I would just tell them just to dive in and just see if it, see if it works for you. And I think you'll be surprised to find out that it'll, it'll replace a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, <laughs> you know, even, you know, through, through my own personal experience, kind of the same thing that you're talking about doing, you know, side-by-side -side windows. It is something that from a productivity um, and efficiency standpoint, it's, um, 
literally just on another level. Um, so, so one, one last question that I have for you, kind of, we, we, we talked about, you know, using chat GPT kind of in lieu of Google and how you even use it to kind of help start your business. So, you know, looking forward, you know, you're, you're eight weeks into, uh, you know, your, your new coaching company, how do you see yourself using chat GPT now to grow the business? Like, what is that way that you're really looking forward to using it to grow? Yeah, I think for me, I'm starting to actually really have to leverage it even more because as the business grows and as the, you know, the client and the consultation grows, what I'm, what I'm noticing is a lot of people are wanting, when I'm talking with them about these different methods or recommending, you know, certain books or tools or exercises, um, people are actually wanting like PDFs or like handouts of this stuff, right? Or, or graphics or images or diagrams of these graphs and all this stuff. And so what I'm finding now is that it's actually helping me tremendously where I can put together like, you know, if someone needs tips on how to time block properly, right? Just as a random thought, I can use it to generate a document really, really quickly that is like best tips and practices for how to do that. So for me, moving forward, it's looking like it's going to be really helpful to generate actual physical, you know, things that I can give my clients, handouts, graphics, images, things they can do at home for exercises. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be great for scaling for sure. Yeah. That's, that's another, um, great point that you bring up that, um, it's not just to get from, you know, zero to one or zero to five, but you can really, uh, have some, um, compounding impact, you know, once, once you're using it in your day to day. Uh, so, we made it. Uh, Dr. Brian Sagre, thank you so much for joining us and talking about the different ways that you can use ChatGPT to grow your business and replacing Google. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, it was my pleasure. All right. So just as a quick reminder and a quick uh, announcement, go to youreverydayai.com. We're going to have a lot more follow-up from the conversation that we had today, some useful links, and uh, even a tutorial video in there as well. And I did say that we would announce this at the end of the show. So our next uh, giveaway for Your Everyday AI is going to be a six-month uh, plus subscription. So if you heard some of the things that we're talking about today and you're like, ah, I only have the free version, you can win six months and uh, six training sessions from uh, myself. So if you really want to know how to uh, use it, uh, maybe you don't want to shell out the $20, although I think it's, it's definitely worth it, make sure to enter uh, this contest. So that's it. We hope to see you next time on Everyday AI. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.